talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back, Messy Christianity. Kevin Brent, my compadre. There it is. Because yep. I knew if I didn't say it, Muchacho. No, muchacha is feminine, isn't it? I have no idea. You muchacho, muchacha. Hey, today is a topic that, uh, oops, excuse me, it's kind of personal, I guess, to all of us. It's the topic of stress. How do we handle stress? Or, I guess, are you stressed out? Um, and we're, we're going to talk about this. Actually, we just literally, in the last 30 seconds, <laughs> changed <laughs> topics. Um, because I was telling you about my blood pressure recently. Um, it was elevated, I guess, 150, 160 or so over 100 or something. Um, you know, that's not that's not like, hey, I'm about to die elevated, but but it, it, it's higher. And so what was shocking is that I've never had high blood pressure before. And here in the last several weeks, I, I, I can actually feel the pressure. You ever done that? You can actually feel that your blood pressure is up? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, being one that, that feels like I handle stress pretty well that that could just be um denial denial that's right that's right but you know what here's the thing you can handle stress well but then your body is the is the tattletale yeah your blood pressure is the tattletale and of course blood pressure is not just stress but that is a a main cause i'm talking to a dr boyette yesterday and he said to me he said look blood pressure is not a a diagnosis it is much i think this is what he said this is what i remember he said it's it's a it's a indicator. Mm. So, you know, blood pressure simply shows there's a problem somewhere else. The blood pressure is not the problem. Um, it's revealing. It's a revealing. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so, you know, I, I've got some stress in my life right now. Um, it's good stress, but it's stress nonetheless. Mm. So let's talk about it. In, have you all ever had uh, stress to where it just either overtook you or you felt overwhelmed by it or no I'm... never not at all <laughs> yeah of course of course i have let's talk t t tell us some circumstances or tell us some you know what i mean life pressing in uh goodness Home death life. of a family member yeah your uh, mom died not too long ago yeah, my mom died i don't know 10 years ago yeah. or so talk about stress yeah. that's a weight right there right um and, and and so death of loved ones. I mean, goodness, a college student can be listening to this. They're they're going hitting towards finals. It can it doesn't have to be big big stuff like death. Um, uh, like raising children. I mean, goodness, financial struggles. Yeah, uh, we're getting stressed just talking about this, right? We're just yeah. piling it on here. But uh, life life is stressful. Marriage situations. Mm -hmm. um, you've got legal problems. Sometimes you didn't cause it, but it was caused to you or it was placed upon you um if, if you if let, let's say for instance you own a business and somebody slips and falls in your store and then they sue you and they're claiming negligence on your part you didn't do anything wrong you didn't mop the floor there wasn't any but but they're saying some something another that right. they say that that's stress you know yeah. and it's the thing is life is never just one stressor it's a multiplicity of, is that a word? It, it's, it's multiple layer. stresses. Yeah. And yeah. at some point, you can just really. Well, that's there, what I was actually thinking a moment ago. Every negative thing that happens to our life is a layer of stress. 
most of the time something negative happens, it's not that big a deal. I don't get my cheeseburger because, or it was incomplete, it was wrong, whatever. It's no big deal. I just take it up there and get another one. But you got those people that occasionally, because their cheeseburgers messed up at fast food restaurant, absolutely explode <laughs> on the person right. that that gave it to them, and you're you're dealing with somebody that really does not deserve that type of approach or whether that's at a grocery store or wherever that is. And so you got those layers of life, all these negative things. Now, sometimes we have, Jeff, you mentioned good stress. Is, are those two words even synonymous? Can you say those together? Because if it's a stress and it affects your body negatively, even though it's a good, so I'm, I'm stressed because I've got vacation coming up. Whoa, that, that hmm. doesn't really correlate, does it? I'm stressed because my house being renovated. That's a good thing, but it's stress. That's exactly what Jeff's going through right now. Mm-hmm. All of these things that are happening in life are added layer after layer after layer, and that that affects the the capacity of us to be able to function. I had a good friend of mine when I was having some stress issues a little while back, drew out a little label uh, or drew out on a piece of paper for me this progression, and he drew it almost like you were drawing a, a set of steps going up. And so each step is a different level of the amount of stress that's being carried by your body. And you can walk on that top level just a little while, but but it's so heavy that you got to come back down. So there are stresses with life. There's stresses with work. There's stresses because of all the different negative or positive things that's happening. I got a promotion at work and suddenly I've got a ton more work. So we can we can work at those accelerated, more stressful levels for a short period of time. But the way he drew out the map for me, he says, once you get at that top level, it's either you take a step back to a lower level or you fall off. Yeah. And when you fall off, you hit the ground hard. And so those are the type of, type of folks that have crashes, whether it's a, like a midlife type of crash, crash because of stress or work or physical ailment, or they just, they hit the ground hard. And that's literally what happened to me about two years ago mm. is I fell off that top step and yeah. I hit the ground and it took a good year for me to, to really recover. Yeah. And even now today, two years later, I'm not fully recovered. I, I would I'll rephrase that. I would say I'm fully recovered, but I've learned my limitations. I cannot yeah. back up that top step. That top step probably is one or two steps lower for me to be my top step. Now, I don't think I could physically, mentally ever get to that top again yeah. without serious harm so to the body. If stress is an indicator, which we've learned from the doctor, uh, of physical limitations. Shout like, out to Dr. Tim. Yes. I mean, so you're, you got to change things, but... It sounds like in your case, stress was actually an indicator, too, of spiritual things as well. I mean, you made physical changes in your life, um, but those have resulted in spiritual changes as well. Absolutely. It started with a word from God. Uh, I won't forget this. I was, I don't remember where I was, but I remember asking God the question because this weight was to the point where it was unbearable. I just couldn't Mm -hmm. do it anymore. And, And the weight was very hard, blood pressure issues, but there was other things in life. It just felt miserable. And I remember asking God, I said, God, I don't know what's going on. You're the God that heals. You're the God that knows me. You're all of these things. Why, why is this happening? I'm trying to pursue you. I'm trying to make wise choices. I'm trying to be passionate about you. Why is this stuff happening? What do I need to change? And just as clear as day in my, in my mind, I heard the words, you don't obey Sabbath. Hmm. And I, as I'm doing now, I turned my head a little bit sideways, and 
and what I was you like, where, where did that thought come from? And in, a, in my prayer, I, I prayed out to God. I was like, what? I don't obey Sabbath. I'm a preacher for crying out loud. Of course I obey Sabbath. And I heard it again. You do not obey Sabbath. And that's all it was. That's the only word I heard. And so for me, it began a spiritual journey of trying to, one, understand what Sabbath meant, which is going to be a, a different podcast on a different day for us. But number two, grasping that things were not right physically, emotionally, and spiritually in my life. And I had to start making some adjustments, which took a long time to happen. Mm. It wasn't an instantaneous change. And so I think there are stress levels that we can instantly snap a finger and they'll be done. So Jeff, when you finish your house, you snap your finger and that stress level is gone. Mm. Well, except for paying it off. But, <laughs> but, but when, when that payment, yeah. that last payment's gone, right. made that stress level is completely gone. But there are other stresses in life, you know, marital situations, family situations, uh, work situations that go on and on and on that we either, one, have to understand how to relieve some of that stress and not walk in it, or number two, we're going to crash and burn because we can't, we cannot physically continue to carry it. I hate, hate, hate wrapping things up too nicely, you know, because I think it's so easy. That's what we do so many times as Christians. But at the root of stress, underneath all of it, um, is that little word that starts with a W that the Bible talks about is worry. I mean, worry is at the root of a lot of stress, and the Bible's clear on that, you know, that we're not to worry. Once again, I hate wrapping it up too nicely. Um, because I'm thinking of the person who gets the diagnosis, not even just for themselves, but for their, let's say their wife gets the diagnosis, you have cancer. For me to sit in front of them and go, hey, don't worry, you know, it just seems too easy to say. But underneath it all, I mean, a lot of the stress in life, most of the stress in our life is caused by that root of, of worry. So even in horrible, horrible situations like that, I don't know who said it first, where I read it, but uh, if we can worry, we can pray. If we can worry, we can praise even. Um, so, A lot of this, though, Kevin, mm. we're fighting in our very culture. Yeah. You think about it from this perspective, not a biblical perspective, from our cultural perspective, what we teach. What do we teach a young man about being a man and having a family and you responsibilities? You work hard, dust to dawn, you make it happen, mm -hmm. pull the bootstraps it's up. It's your responsibility yep. to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. You carry all the weight. Uh, it doesn't matter if, if your wife, if your spouse works or not. It doesn't matter if your kids, doesn't matter any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Your responsibility is bring home the bacon. And, Fry it up in a pan. And she fries it up in a pan. And, you know, or, or, what, or whatever your mentality is. Now, we're talking about culture. This yeah. is what the culture yeah, teaches. Yeah, yeah. And so man's responsibility, and I'm not agreeing with this, Man's responsibility, according to our culture, is you work day, dawn to dusk, 80 hours a week, get the best job you can, making the most money to provide for your family and give them everything that they want and need. Now, we look at that from a biblical perspective. That's not how, how we, 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 we cannot defend that mentality biblically. Let me rephrase that. I can't defend that, right. that mentality biblically, yet we are taught that in our culture. So now we start viewing the lens of, of Scripture through a lens of of that cultural perspective of what man's responsibility is, how can we not have stress? How is it possible not to have stress as a male in our culture when everything's your fault and you don't work hard enough? If a relationship doesn't doesn't work, it's because you didn't do the right things, you didn't spend enough money, you didn't t spend enough time, and 
Wow, it, it, that, that stress just eats you know what? a young man alive. And culturally, too, though, culture is trying to figure this one out as well. Outside of Christianity, I mean, there's a whole movement of minimalism and, you know, just selling it all, moving into a small, smaller house and, and just not being trapped by all this stuff. And that's a movement outside of even our That's why there are all the Christian drugs world. out there, too. Just to medicate I mean, well, medi- yeah. either legal it. or non-legal. Yeah. I had a conversation with a teenager last week, and the teenager said, I just finished reading a statistic that said my generation is the first generation in the history of the United States that will not have more than what their parents had. Hmm. And I looked at that teenager. I said, so what? Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. At some point, this has got to stop this acquisition of more, of wealth, of, of status, of prominence. All of that adds to that layer of stress, the keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up mm-hmm. with everybody else. And you just watch watch culture through television and movies and media, and what it portrays is what you need, what you've got to have, what, what it takes to make your name famous and, yeah. and to be held with renown within your culture, within your family. At some point... Yeah. Why? At if some can, point, there's got to be a generation that doesn't have more than mom or dad. And by the but, way, not having more too, just because we had more or, or our parents had more, more doesn't equal well, happy. And it also it doesn't equal happy for sure. It also doesn't uh, equal that they paid for it with their own money. I yeah. mean, and you think <laughs> credit cards more, give you credit easily nowadays. Teenagers so. today. That generation, this is not picking on teenagers. I want you to grasp the, the, the enormity of what we're talking about here. The generation that's about to be adults now have more stuff, more access to stuff than any generation in the history of the world, much mm-hmm. less the United States. So so you're not going to have more stuff than mom or dad? Well, you've got a thousand times more stuff than our forefathers a mm-hmm. hundred years ago. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so the very statistics that are being promoted are they're a little are, they're, misleading. They're faulted. Yeah. They're, they're faulty to begin with. Right. They have false premises. They set this beautiful foundation of, oh, it's just not fair. You're not getting more. If you worked harder, we've got to change the culture so that you really can have more. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you, more equals more stress. And yeah. I've, I've learned this the hard way. Well, I say the hard way. This is not a bad thing, but... I, Life is more stressful with four children than it was with three. And it was with three children than it was with two. Mm -hmm. And it was with a spouse than it was before. The more, and that's not even stuff. We start a bigger house with a bigger yard, more responsibilities. More cars, more responsibilities. Larger I'm getting stressed out just listening to you. But but that's that's the essence of it. So at some point, and and I think the Bible even talks about a minimalist lifestyle. I think we really have abused that because of the American culture. And I'm not saying the Bible says don't own anything Mm -hmm. and and don't aspire to to have more. I'm not talking about that. But at some point, enough's enough. And if I understand, if I get to the point where I understand one more thing is adding one more stress to my body that my body can't take and can't handle— Maybe it's start to time to start cutting back a little bit. I think of the, the proverb. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but it says, better to live on the corner of a roof than in a house with an angry wife. Now, Ooh. I, I know, but... Thanks even, for listening. He's even <laughs> preached that one before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's... Now, but now let, let, let's, ta- let's take away the, the first response of a the husband The floor is wife. yours. Go ahead. I think, I think there's a bigger <laughs> principle here, and the bigger principle is a small corner of the roof is better than in a house full of stress, whether yeah. it's the husband or the wife. That, that right. just happens to be that particular designation. Yep. But, but it, it's a matter of, you know, 
a small corner seems like it's a you know you're banished to there, but no, it's actually sanctuary. It's actually calm. It's peaceful, and so in our lives, having more leads to more stress. Having more, and and you mentioned earlier about the worry. I think that is part of it, but but the the feeling that everything rests upon you is to for me where the stress comes from because it's true. At least it, it's not true in a. Uh, I mean, I'm not God, but but if my house doesn't get finished, it's my fault. It's my so I've got an entire family waiting and relying upon me to get the project done. Right. And so no matter no matter how you slice it, that is the stressor. That is the weight because you've got people depending on you. We if, we have different stressors too though. The, so you have a situation like you're renovating your house. It's a great project. It's a good call, but it was also your decision. Yes, choice. So your choice. So that's a worry that you intentionally said I'm going to take this project yes. on. I'm going to put it on my shoulders. So there's that camp of worry, and then there's the other camp that's the unforeseen mm-hmm. illness, death, whatever. So, uh, I, be, I I was in an accident on the job. Uh, mm-hmm. Hypothetically, I mean, mm-hmm. I've had an accident on the job. I now can't work, so I'm on disability. But my disability isn't my full pay. So now I have a mortgage, I have a car payment, mm-hmm. I have uh, college loans, I have all these things that I now am backed up on because right. I'm on disability and I can't work. That's a stressor. Sure. And, you know, somebody might say, well, it's your fault. And honestly, part of it is. You, 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 you can't just buy stuff on credit and then be shocked when the weight of, that, of those purchases mm-hmm. are crushing you when something bad happens. Right. The, the, the pers- we, we need to be thinking about that going, you know what? I cannot afford that payment. I can now, but I can't if something happens. So uh, I'm not casting blame. I'm saying there... There's a limit of ownership that we have to have. Right. However, even if that's the actual case for somebody, they take re- they, to reduce their stress. They say, "Look, I'm going to pay that off, and I'm not going to get in debt again. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to change my behavior. Really, I'm going to change my thinking mm-hmm. because this stress is not worth it. Because right. we never think it's gonna it could happen to us." Until it does, and then we're overwhelmed with it. Well, and it's funny too because some of the very things that we uh, produce in our lives or give ourselves in our lives, <laughs> we're doing it thinking it's going to bring us less stress, but it actually ends up being the thing that. So we join a new uh, travel yeah. ball team league, yeah. thinking that's going to bring you know we've we've made it, or or we we build a new house, or or you know we take on another job that's going to make us more money. So we bring these things. We think that's going to make us less stressful and it actually makes us more stressful. Yeah. Um, I think it's a mis- it's a it's a it's faulty reasoning to think that we can live stress-free lives. It doesn't matter if it's 5 o'clock somewhere. In your life, you are going to have an amount of stress at some level. Now, there are two kinds of stresses. Learn this in biology. You have distress and you have eustress. Hmm. Eustress is positive stress. That's the kind of stress that motivates you. It helps you. It's usually short term. So, but but it's still stress. But it just so happens that that stress tends to give you a push. Then you have the distress, which is a negative stress. These do, these are the weights. So think of it this way: you stress is behind you pushing you. Yeah. But it's still pressure. Distress is in front of you. 
pushing you backwards. Right. That's you, uh, uh, but it, it's still a pressure. It's still a weight. The amount of stress that we have is dependent upon, mostly upon our choices, but it's also given to us by things that are outside of our control. But all of that can be wrapped up by this. Trust in the Lord hmm. with all your heart, and don't lean upon your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. It doesn't say He'll take away the stress. It says He'll walk you through it. Consider it pure joy when you face trials and tribulations of various kinds. Yep. So, it, so stress really is a perspective. Yeah, It's a, a perspective. It. It's, it's how do I handle it? What do I do with it? And you can... Even though it's a stressful situation, you can learn how not to carry that stress. What is your stress to carry? What is not your stress to carry? And that's a, another topic that I had to learn, another idea I had to learn the hard way. God revealed to me one day that I was not in, in the—when when you look at the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher, I was not a shepherd, but I was trying to carry— so many people as a shepherd, and God revealed that to me one day. And is the moment, literally the moment that I understood that, and I grasped that, and I acknowledged that what I had been trying to carry was sin; it was not mine to carry. I mean, in that very instance, two third, two thirds of that stress on my shoulders, that weight was gone hmm. instantly, instantly, wow. because it was not mine to carry. And I acknowledge. This is Jesus's to carry. I love that person, but I cannot carry their yeah. weight, their their responsibility. They made bad choices. They have to deal with it. And I was trying to help them through their bad choices and, and carry their responsibility, carry their weight of dealing with the bad choices. And that's biblically not what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to love them in the name of Jesus, point them to Jesus, help them, but not carry and when their you, weight. And when we carry somebody else's weight like that and we basically Boundaries. take— yeah, well, <laughs> well, and they're also hurting them because we're taking that book bag off of their back and we're carrying it, meaning they're not carrying it. We're actually enabling them, so they're not able to feel the weight of their own stress. And instead so they're not going to make changes. With them, and instead of no, helping them, yeah. we're taking that. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I I remember clear as day. It, Parents do this it was for children. snap of a finger all the, all the time. time. Yep. You know, yeah. they, yeah. Your kids need to feel the weight of their own decisions. They need to feel the weight of what they're doing. You know, a practical example of that, we, we have traveled somewhat extensively as a family, typically not all five of us at the same time, but um, I've taken, because of, of, of just ministry opportunities, I've taken all of my kids to different parts of the world on mission trips. And one of the things I established early on was that I made them pack their own bag and I made them carry their own bag. So yeah. I said, you can carry as much as the airplane will let you carry. But I am not touching your bag the entire trip. Yeah. And it wasn't because I wanted to be mean. It was because I wanted them to know what, what they packed. They're going to have to carry the weight of it. And my goal was to, 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 to help them pack less yeah. because it would be easier on them. And frankly, it'd be easier on me, too, because you know how hard it is to get two giant suitcases. Sarah, my, uh, my beloved oldest daughter, was always the... Actually, I say she was the worst about this, but Hannah might actually be worse than it. You both got a shot. Oh my goodness! They 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 pack, but now you know what? They own it. They go, okay, I'll carry it. Um, But Sarah's starting to realize, hey, I'm gonna pack a little less because she doesn't want to carry that big old suitcase. Hmm. But that's what you're talking about. Sure. If you carry somebody else's load, you rob them of the joy of learning, right? And you rob them of the joy of growth. Yeah. That's what God does with us. He gives us the chance to grow. I think that mm-hmm. some of the stress we experience 
is God reminding us, hey, you, can, you need to trust me. James says it gives us perseverance and it leads to um, joy, lacking nothing. Um, that's what that's what lacking way, nothing. Lacking nothing. Wow, that is actually there. You go. Consider it pure joy. So, is it possible then to live live a stress free life? No, I don't think so. If we if we give it all to God, there's still stress there. It's just a matter of who is is uh, bearing we, the brunt of it. Yeah, but if God's design is for Him to carry the brunt of it and mine just to carry my responsibility, then how much of it is really stress? If, how much of it is really worry? If I don't worry about tomorrow, if I let tomorrow take care of itself, and therefore the worry does not uh, translate over into stress, then that's one less stressor that I have. Now, I, I agree. I don't think we we in our flawed states can live completely stress free life. Yeah. I, I, unless we're you know living out in the woods and we've got you know, the zombie apocalypse room with full of mm-hmm. food, never have to worry about anything in life. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not talking about that. Beans. <laughs> but but <laughs> just the idea, if we're if we come to a realization and relationship with God to the point where we truly don't worry, that we let him be who he says he's going to be in our heart and our life. We don't carry that responsibility. That stress level is, it really, really minimizes. Because we talked about all the different things that, that cause stress and if it's possible to carry it or not. How do, we, how do we let go of the stress that we have? I think that the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of a less stressed life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, Don't so, forget self-control. Self-control. Yeah. The, the, that's, the, that's the kind of life that is illustrated by a stress-free or a less stressed life, so isn't look, it? looking at joy, is having joy the evidence of not having stress, or is not having stress the, is what feeds into that joy? I mean, it's kind of, which, which comes first? If I'm stressed, mm. how can I get joy? And, and if joy is the evidence of not living a stress-free life, but I've got stress, how do I get to that point where I'm not stressed and I have the joy? I can pray and ask God to give me joy. That doesn't really work because I still got the stress. Does I that think, make sense? I think the stress is always going to be there because, because as holy as we might be, there's always going to be outside stressors that are, that are thrust upon us. I think the difference, though, is who is carrying the stress. So the, the stress is towards me or on me, but if I'm if I'm giving that stress over, the scripture says, "Cast all of your anxieties upon Him, for He cares for you." So I'm I have anxieties. I'm casting those onto the Lord. Now they're still there, but it's just that He's carrying them. If that makes it's any sense, it's almost like semantics here. Yeah. So we we stressors are always going to be here. Distressors are always going to be here. Stress and worry itself. I don't want to wrap this up, but it. Those are choices that we make. Now, you may not be able to turn it off immediately, like with a light. Or completely. You know, or completely, but but we can pray through it and, and, and you know, so how work it. So how, well, give me an example of a prayer of, I'm stressed, I don't know what to do with it. Lord Jesus, help me! <laughs> well, and, you know, and <laughs> That's the best without prayer. much time left here, uh, you know, I thought maybe some practical advice here on the yeah, end, great, because great. sometimes I think God... <clears throat> there is an answer for us on those questions, but it may not be quite not be as spiritual. spiritual as we yeah. want it to be. Like, get a massage. Get more sleep. Yep. But get a massage. But get a massage. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, well, seriously. Yeah. Your, your muscles, for me, I know I'm stressed when, the, when the, the person is giving me a, like sometimes on a Sunday morning, I have one or two people who, who they, they love, this can sound just weird. just got really weird in a hurry. <laughs> 
no, I mean, you know, just just friends who will, who will put their arms on my shoulder because they know that I, they they do like massage therapy, and they're like, oh my gosh, look at these knots. That's where I hold stress in yeah. my body. Yeah, and a good massage to work those muscles out. That that's like a total reset. I'm not joking. That's okay. Just, so, practical advice: get a get a massage. <laughs> we 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 Jeff has said it clearly. Get more sleep. Yeah. Eat better. Um, uh, caffeine, alcohol, water. Ca- uh, nicotine, these kind of things. Drink more water. Practical advice. No Ske- Scheduling your day. Schedule yep. your day. Not having, not having too many disruptions, unscheduled disruptions. Just live in a lifestyle where something unpredicted happens. It happens, but my lifestyle is not so structured that it, the weight of it crushes me. And I'm, a, in my opinion. I'm going to be very arrogant. I'm going to give the best advice of this whole podcast right here. Here it is. Drum roll, please. Drop things out of your life. Yes. Just drop. There are things that you don't have to do that you're doing that you could just completely drop. Don't complain about stressing when you're, you, you've got so much things by choice that you're doing that are stressing you out. Exactly. Quit yes. them. Quit them. Stop it. So yeah, people was, ever complain on Facebook and you're like, duh, hello, yeah, I can I was, give you five reasons. I was actually in that camp, Kevin, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't from extracurricular stuff. It's really from a workload. And the way that we work here in the office, it, we really, we kind of set our own um, responsibility level, so to speak. We, yeah. we so I take on more things that's not necessarily just because it's my job to do it. It's because I, I think it needs to happen. And so I, I was taking on a whole, whole lot of things that, quite honestly, other folks mm. probably would have said, you don't need that. And yeah. so for me, it really it's was. It's almost like some people did say that. Well, not. <laughs> it's weird. Kind of strange. Anyway. I got you. So, Maybe a lot of times that, that was said. I'm just, I mean, just throwing out there. So if you want to build somebody up, then give them practical ways and not just say drop stuff. Um, yeah. Help them help them see the exact things in their life that they need right. to drop. Maybe they don't see it. Yeah, yeah. like like specifying exactly what should be of dropped. Language. Yeah, I love that. That'd be a good idea. So, it's almost like somebody did that. <laughs> Go ahead. But for the person listening, uh, that they they again, know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, I'll stop doing that. I'm sorry. Somebody somebody out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Though they're they're like I already know. I already know what that thing is. And okay. And for those of us that don't, it truly is going back it, to prayer. Yeah. God, what am I carrying that is not mine to carry that yeah. I'm not supposed to carry? Reveal it to me. Yeah. Because God loves sincerity. He yeah. loves those prayers of David. Says, I don't know what's going on. I need help here. Cry those out to God, and just have ears to listen. When you cry him out, and and he'll show you, he'll reveal Does it to you. Does everything go back to prayer? I really think that th- what I've heard this day yeah. is this: everything goes back to I, prayer. I would say yes, but prayer is not the answer if you already know the answer. And you're not doing it. Right. You can pray, God help me lose weight as I'm eating these Twinkies. That's you see the name of Jesus. So, so we, yeah, yes. the genie in a bottle prayer. No, but if it's the authenticity of the prayer of eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart that cares. I'm wanting to be purified. I really want more of you, God. Cleanse me, purify me. Yeah. From that heartbeat, from that chasing of God, then that's definitely a major component for it. Hmm. Wow, this is a heavy topic. Good topic, though. Can I give another one? Yeah. If if your blood raises by reading posts on Facebook... Stop it. Stop it. And don't respond. That'll be $5. Out loud. No refunds. If you respond with any type of your strong opinion there, you're 
guaranteed to get a lot of people coming back on that opinion. It's just going to raise your blood pressure more. But if it doesn't raise your blood pressure, it's really fun to do that to elicit responses. <laughs> don't people. do it. <laughs> You're just raising other people's blood yes, pressure. Don't do it. Oh my. Well, listen. Life is fun. Life is hard, but life is fun. God is good. Um, not every second, but if you look at the long, you know what? That's not even fair to say. Life is short too. Short. And yeah. and if here's the thing, it's it's getting shorter every year that we progress in this thing. It speeds up, right? If we stress our lives out by filling it with so much stuff, there's going to come a time in life where we're going to we're going to regret some of those decisions. So we have to pull back and we have to undo things to, to, to give ourselves better health, to give ourselves less stress. We've got to put ourselves, we've got to do the things we already know to do to put ourselves in better position, to enjoy the life that God has given us and to even fulfill the purpose that God has given us. True. True. Amen. Well, boys, it's another good podcast. If you're listening today and this has helped you, feel free to share it. Uh, give us a like, uh, maybe even a comment or two. That would keep us going and would reduce our stress. So, till we see you again on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.com. Storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.